Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Lazy Boy Coaches. I'm Scott. I'm Alan. And today with us, we have Corey Tab Daddy Richardson. How you doing, my man? I am great. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, of course. You know, you and I talk sports quite a bit, and I, I value your, your input here. So I uh, figured I'd have you on and see what we can do. Yes, sir. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Today, we're going to break down the AFC South. Uh, I I kind of struggled a little bit. Not Didn't know really where to go with it, but I got the Titans winning the division. I hate the AFC South with a passion, but I do have <laughs> um, Houston winning the division. Barely, but they win it. Um. Well, I guess we'll get into it. See how how, how different we are. Um, let's let's start with the Titans. All right, let's start with the Titans. Um, they start out at the Broncos. Corey, I know you're a you're a big Broncos guy. Uh, oh man, that's gonna be a big game. That's a how, huge game right there. How do you see that one going? Uh, I am so concerned about this Broncos team. And um, Titans are definitely hungry off of that playoff loss. And I just hate that we're going to be the first team they face because Drew Locke, I don't feel like is ready right now. So I definitely see Titans. I can see them beating us. And I think it's going to be a tight game, but I feel like the Titans are going to beat Denver that first game. So, See, and I have Denver winning the game. Um, I do not have much faith in that defense. I know they. I know Beasley finally showed up to practice, but other than that, um, I don't have much faith in Ryan Tannehill. I've seen what he did in Miami with good receivers. Yeah, he came in last year, and went seven and three, but this year they're gonna be they're gonna be looking at you know Henry, and I just don't see Tannehill being able to pull him out of close games. Um, I I have the Titans winning this one. Um, I I think. You can look at Derrick Henry all you want. He's still going to run you over. I don't think so. <laughs> Especially now that uh... – Under under Mike Vrabel, they've been a completely different team. You know, they they want to punch you in the mouth. And they still have Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. He doesn't, oh. have, he doesn't have to show out. No, he does. That's why they he, lost to the Chiefs. He has to be a game manager. Everybody lost to the Chiefs. <laughs> And it's going to be pretty much the same. I mean, he has to be a game manager, which is what he is, because they can lean on the run. Yes. What do you got about that, Corey? I'm sorry. They and they lost Jack Cochran is uh, on the offensive line this year. Yeah. So I I have them winning that game. Um, week two, they're at home to Jacksonville. I, I got zero faith in Jacksonville, so I have them winning that one as well. Yeah, I have them winning against Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Um, then they're at the Vikings and at the Steelers. I have them taking back-to-back losses. Yeah. Um, the Steelers are going to be – they're going to be good this year. I think it's going to be pretty scary with Ben back. I don't know how sold I am on, on Ben coming back because he's on the downhill slide, just like Rivers, just like – that's why Eli's gone. Yeah, and I understand that, but every year it, it seems like Ben's doing nothing at all. And then you look at his stats in the year, he's got over 4,000 yards. You know, 
you can't sack the guy. He gets the ball out so quick. And I mean, he he definitely won the top quarterback. I, I'd easily put him in the top ten. Oh, I don't know about that. I, Ooh, and going into this season, or is it top ten as a collective whole in the NFL right now? Like legend, or what are we top ten coming into the season? That's huge. That's a lot. It it is, but I mean, he's always been he's always been one of those quarterbacks that's always up there. He's always competing. That's what you get with Ben. Is you get a quarterback mm-hmm. that goes out there always hungry for the win. All right, and I'm excited to see what Juju's going to do with his quarterback back this year that's that's gonna be a nice connection so you bring up a good point it could happen um after that they have the bills and the texans at home Uh, i haven't gone on quite a win streak after this um i I haven't taken five in a row they, they have a pretty easy schedule at this point bills texans Bengals, bears colts only one of them is an away game. See, I have them losing to the Texans, and I have them losing to the the Bears. With Trevathan back, that Bears defense, it's, it's going to be much improved. And the offense is slowly coming along. That um, offense is trash. We'll see. Uh, but I, I believe the Bears will get them. It's a home game for the Bears, or it's an away game for the Bears, I guess. But I just – I don't have much faith in Tannehill. Whenever he's going to go up against, you know, a defense. See, and I, I think Tannehill is going to do well because Vrabel comes from the school of Belichick where you maximize a player's efficiency. You, you maximize what they do best. So that's what he's doing with Tannehill. We'll see. Um, that's why they play the game. Yeah. Uh, at, how, what do you what do you got going on there, Corey? Well, I think we lost Corey. Um, well, we'll we'll get him. Are you, we'll get him back. Are you guys, there there we he go. is. Sorry about that, guys. I guess I lost connection. What was that? Uh, I heard you trying to ask me a question. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I was asking what you think is going to go on during that stretch there, where I got him winning five. That's, it's really tough because the teams that they do face, like that Bills offense this year, uh, they, they got Stephon Diggs, so they have the chance of being super explosive, which could be a problem because, as we all know, the AFC South doesn't produce the best of offenses. It's like they all find that one player and they just run that one player down. Right. So, to go on that five-game stretch is going to be – I think you said they started off with uh, – is it the Bills they start off with on that five-game stretch that you haven't won? Yeah, they got Bills and Texans at home. Then they go to the Bengals. Then they have Bears and Colts at home. Uh, I can see that. I can see that. The Bears are going to play them tough. That's going to be a very tough game. Uh, I don't – I'm on the other side of the spectrum when it comes to that Bears offense. I feel like the defense is going to carry them a lot because I still don't trust Mitchell Trubisky one bit, and I don't know if Nick Foles is good enough to beat out Trubisky, <laughs> so that's scary. But uh, I can see that five-game stretch. That's possible. That's very feasible. Um, after that, they have back-to-back road games at Baltimore and at Indianapolis. I have them losing both of those. Yeah, I got I got them losing both those games, just mainly because after that Ravens game, their defense is going to be – Dead tired, chasing around, you know, 
uh, Jackson all game long, and then coming into the Colts, the Colts finally got themselves another good quarterback. Um, I got I got pretty high faith in uh, Philip Rivers in this offense. Yeah, as a Chargers fan, I, I watched my fair share of Philip Rivers in the last couple of years. He's been kind of down. Who's he had to throw to the last couple of years? Keenan Allen, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's he's healthy. That's true. He's had he's had plenty of weapons, you know. You know, he had Gates at the end of his career. Hunter Henry, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. He's had plenty of weapons. He just hasn't produced. And honestly, Chargers haven't had a coach since I don't know the last time they had a good coach. Marty Schottenheimer. Here's a better question. Who does the Colts – I mean, who's a weapon for the Colts, honestly? <laughs> I mean, T.Y., okay. he's, he honestly looks like a slower version of himself. He doesn't look like the ghost he used to be. Um, you they, know, now they got, got a oil at tight end. They got uh, – Exactly. You know, they, they – who they, they got start naming off running backs. Because right. <laughs> after that, you know, you start thinking of Naheem Hines and people like that on that roster. So, I think Jack Doyle, yes. Uh, and if these people don't know, you know, shout out to all the fans, the listeners of Scott. I take fantasy. <laughs> so, I always, I always look in fantasy purposes. But Jack Doyle is going to have a fantastic year. But will Philip uh, Rivers be able to depend on T.Y. this year is a big question. So, yeah. I don't know if we'll see that same T.Y. Sorry, guys. I didn't want to hold you up. but yeah. Oh, no, you're good. You're know. good. Um, so after after they're at Indianapolis, they come home for the Browns, and I have them losing that one as well. Um, I think I have a lot of faith faith in that Browns team if they can pull it together. See, hmm. they have all the talent in the world, and I have Tennessee winning. They had all the talent last year, and none of it showed up. Um, it's just like I don't like that team should definitely be in the playoffs without any problems, and they just can't get the wins. Well, they they solidified their offensive line. They added a couple, they added a couple more weapons on offense for Baker. This, this is pretty much a make and break year for Baker. He has to do it this year. Yes. Oh yeah. Or he's going. <laughs> uh, that's there's way too many weapons on that offense side of the ball. I I personally believe Nick Chubb is going for the Russian title this year. I okay. think he's about to blow up. Um, that's what, Odell. That's Beckham. why I that's why I kind of keyed in on this game because you know you have the top two rushers in the league going ahead. Oh, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be ugly. But uh, I I don't know, man. I don't think Titans. I feel I personally think the Cleveland Browns are gonna turn it around this year. And they're going to have a fantastic year because I haven't been hearing Baker Mayfield run his mouth like he was at the beginning of last season. He's been a lot more focused and uh, tuned in. Odell looks like to be focused. I know the little snippets have been coming out on him, but so I feel like that's going to be a lot for Tennessee to handle, man. Uh, that's a lot, that's an offensive juggernaut that could show up this year. And then their defense. Don't forget they have Miles Garrett on defense. I don't see Tennessee pulling that game out. Right. That, that's why I gave Tennessee the L. My, yeah, my I agree. It all depends on Baker Mayfield. Like, if he shows up, my predictions on the Browns are going to be completely wrong. If he comes out and he can play football like we think he can. But if he mm-hmm. comes out and he and they play like they did last year, I'm going to be spot on with, you know, my predictions on them. So, after that, after that Browns game, um, they are at the Jags, home to the Lions, 
and then at the Packers and Texans, I have them winning out. I have them losing out. Wow. That's that's where I come from. I don't think – I think at that point, I think Henry's going to start feeling the pressure of having to try to carry the team. Tannehill's not going to be able to keep up with, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Matt Stafford in a passing game. And the Texans, I just feel, are a better team. Seeing where they got rid of D-Hop, I have zero faith in that Texans team. They still have J.J. Watt one more year. I mean, this is probably going to be his last year as a Texan, but if he can stay overrated, right? Over. I'm just, I, I, I am so over the J.J. Watt, uh, Watt hype. Like he was good two or three years ago, but yeah, he's he's so hurt now. So it's going to be they're going to have to put up some scores in Texas, uh, Texas. But yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough for them uh, to beat Tennessee with. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. That's a tough division right now. And then, I mean, I know Tennessee did good last year, but every team has got to see what – every team seen what they did now. With running backs, it's different than quarterbacks. Running backs, they come out and they have a good year. They usually go down for a few years after that. You know, I, I just – I don't think Henry's going to be able to pull out this whole season. And, like, the wide receivers for Tennessee – they don't have very many, and they're small. Their top two tallest wide receivers, one six four and one six three. All the others are under six foot, pretty much. AJ Brown, though. <laughs> he's gonna. Yeah, AJ Brown is a problem. AJ yeah. Brown is gonna be a new man. He uh he showed up last year, and uh, I've been watching a few videos of him this off season, and I'm really impressed. He's worked on his uh route running. He's adding more. Uh, route tree, more to his route tree. So, yeah, they they might have some shorter uh, receivers at the bottom end of that roster, but you can't look at, overlook the two top ones, Corey Davis and uh, AJ Brown. Man, they're they're some studs. And then the tight uh, don't they uh they have a new up and coming tight end as well. Um, that's supposed to uh, Giano Smith, I believe. Yeah, who's supposed to be pretty nice. So. We'll see. He no, he hasn't sold anything yet. So we'll see how that goes along, right? Um, so I, I got the Titans finishing at eleven and five, winning the division. I got them at five and eleven. I don't like Tennessee this year. Ouch. Mm. We we couldn't be further apart. <laughs> opposite. We're eleven and five on five. Right. And 11, that's like... what I'm saying. Well, That's actually really interesting. I'm ready to see which side of that because Tennessee could go anyway. Like we never know what kind of Tennessee we're going to get. So both of you guys, it it is funny because you're both on each side of the spectrum. So yeah, this is very interesting. Yeah, um, I got the Colts finishing second in the division at nine and seven. Mm. Um, I got them coming out of the gate strong with four wins. Mm. They're at the Jags, and then they got Vikings and Jets at home, and then they're at the Bears. Like, I went in all four of those games. So, I got them dropping to the Vikings and the Bears. See, if, if that game was in Minnesota, I'd probably have them losing that game. But where it's in Indianapolis, I, I went ahead and gave it to, to the Colts. I, I personally have a problem with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Phillip Rivers, like I said, I just don't believe the hype with Phillip Rivers this year. I don't know what T.Y. we're going to get, but I can see them losing this first game to the Jags, man. I can see them overlooking this game. 
and uh, getting beat by the Jags week one, honestly. Damn. I got no faith in the, the jorts wearing Jesus down in Jacksonville. <laughs> oh. I mean, like when I first, like the first few games he played, I thought he was going to be a great NFL quarterback. You know, he came he wanted out, it. he won those few games, and then he just forgot to continue playing. Like, it was bad. Those first few games he came in, though, I was like, wow. But I, I have a lot of faith in the pieces that, that the Colts have on defense. Darius Leonard is a stud, an absolute mm-hmm. stud. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, I agree. Like. So after that first four-game stretch, they are at the Browns where I have them taken an L. Oh, yeah. See, I'm, oh, yeah. I go, I go, I went with the W just because I'm going with the Baker that we saw last year and the team that we saw last year because it's pretty much the same people. I don't think that they have the right coach to get them on a winning path. And I don't think they're going to they have, have a good new year. coach. We don't, how do you know? Mm-hmm. They had a new coach last year. They've had a, this, they've had Freddie Kitchens was trash. That was yes. a shock. <laughs> nothing going for him. They're like, that's our guy. Yeah. But they do that all the time. The Browns do not make smart choices. And I don't, they're quarterbacks. I mean, how many starting quarterbacks have they, they had in the last decade? Every year, it seems like they're taking a new quarterback at number one. And every year, <laughs> their quarterbacks don't turn out. That's fair. I mean, that, that is a very good point. Actually. That's why I said this is a make it break it year for, for Baker. I think. I think that he's going to feel the pressure, and I think that he's going to step up. I mean, when when the pressure was on at Oklahoma, he stepped up. The end of his rookie season when the pressure was on, he stepped up. I think last year he got comfortable, thought it was going to be a cakewalk, and fell on his face. I'm sorry, but – you can never brag about a quarterback stepping up in the Big 12 with no defense. He's good enough to win the Heisman. Yeah. He, <laughs> I mean, against, he put up the numbers. He was going against Big 12 defenses. I mean, could, put up the imagine, numbers. could you imagine uh, any other quarterback, you know, Lawrence, could you imagine him, imagine him playing in the Big 12? He plays in the ACC. There's nothing there. He's a lot better cal- caliber than uh, Mayfield, though. No. We'll see. And the ACC's got better defenses than Big 12. Not a chance. Okay, because Texas, you know, Texas mm. defense is so stout. <laughs> oh, let's, let's talk about Oklahoma State. We're the best running backs not even playing anymore because the coach is a racist. Right. I mean, the Big 12 is in shambles. I don't know. They're so bad, Nebraska I mean, left them. Nebraska left them for money. <laughs> If Nebraska's willing to leave, that's how crappy of his division you are. No. I don't give a shit how good you are. If you're giving me more money, I'm going to leave. Ah. I mean, it it, it all comes down to money. That's the reason they left with money. They knew they were going to get their asses whipped in the Big Ten. They left anyway. Pretty good the first year in the Big Ten. (laughs) We don't need to talk about any years after that because – but anyways, back to back to the NFL and the crappy Big Ten, Big Twelve. <laughs> so after they're at the Browns, they're home to the Bengals, uh, which I have as a W. 
I, I just I don't think the the Bengals have put enough pieces in place to really be competitive. I can't agree, Scott. I can't agree, sir. I, I, I I'm with him on the Bengals when or uh, with the Colts beating the Bengals. I feel I feel AJ Green is out to prove something this year, and people are overlooking that man. He has a quarterback that's ready to prove himself, rookie of the year. He had a cigar in his mouth when he won that BCS title, and I felt like a king was born. <laughs> the white Michael Jordan of the NFL is here, whoa, and he's about whoa, to lay whoa. it down in. Cincinnati, I'm excited about this. I want to see what uh, transpires. And I feel like Phillip Rivers is going to be like, man, this is the year he's going to be retired right here in this game. He's going to be like, man, I can't keep up with these kids. This dude is a stud. I'm done. So there is my thought. Okay, but what does Cincinnati got going for him on the other side of the ball? Oh, nothing. Exactly. There's nothing there. Exactly. The problem is, is Rivers, he's always ma- – he makes good choices. Uh, last year, not so much. This year, I think he's going to bounce back. Just with his consistency of throwing the ball, I think he'll have his day with, with Cincinnati's defense. That, that's kind of where I'm at, too. going to be like, who do I want to throw it to this play? Right. So. Um, after that, they are at Detroit, where I haven't taken the W. Mm. I, I got Detroit winning that game. Oh, that's a tough game. I might have to go with the Lions as well in this game. And, yeah, my main reason going for the Lions is it's a home game. Um, I just think that's going to give them a little bit of the edge. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I like Stafford. And he's one of those guys that always seems like he gets that one receiver that just can do whatever he wants for a year. And he goes with it. No, I guess we'll see on that. I just not to mention they just signed the, uh, they just got that running back. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, Swift. So I mean that's yep. gonna that's gonna help him out a lot too. But you got to look at who they have sitting out for for COVID reasons. You know. Uh, uh, did the Lions have a lot of people sitting out for COVID? Um, let's see, Geronimo Allison sitting out. There's one of their wide receiver options where they're already thin at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, who else did they have out? There was somebody else. Uh, I, I got a list that we'll go over here in a little bit of, of guys okay. getting out. But um, I know Matt Stafford sat out for a while, but I don't think he opted out of the season. So we'll, we'll kind of see where things are. But I, I haven't been in that at, at Detroit. Um <sighs> Woe is me, Stafford. He, it's, there's always something wrong with Matthew Stafford. I don't necessarily <laughs> think there's something wrong with him. I think he sat out to kind of skip training camp. Really? I, I think. Oh. <laughs> well, Matthew Stafford, man, get, get your get your tail to I don't. Can I practice? Uh, can we curse on this podcast? Is this PG thirteen? <laughs> Uh, you know, well, get your butt back to camp, man. <laughs> go, go practice, bro. You ain't there yet, so I'm sorry. We could go on. All right. <laughs> so after, after that Lions game, I got them taking back-to-back L's. Uh, they're home to the Ravens and at the Titans. Mm. Um, I, I just think that that Ravens team this year's too tough. 
just too tough. I, I'm actually worried that the Chiefs are going to end up playing the Ravens in the playoffs. And I, I don't think – I mean, the Chiefs are studs. But Lamar Jackson is just a completely different type of stud. But for me, he has to prove it in the playoffs. I mean, he was a stud last year, and then, you know, look what they did. Well, come on. Houston got lucky how many times in a row? (laughs) So, uh, you know, here's an interesting fact really quick, Scott, is let's not forget Lamar Jackson has been really flirting with Antonio Brown all over social media, and the suspension is there now. And – if he comes back, he only has to serve an eight-game suspension, so he could potentially be back for that Colts game <laughs> if he went to the Ravens. Uh, is that week eight or nine that they played the uh, Colts? Sorry. November 8th. I think yeah. that might be week eight. So, so, okay, it'll be the following. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that Ravens team is too strong. Yeah. I mean, that's – um, so after that, after they're at the Titans, they are home to the Packers. Uh, I haven't taken the loss to the Packers. Yeah. Well, you, you know how big I am on the Packers. Yeah. This year, yeah. So. Just the experience of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they, they've got a couple of guys sitting out too, but I just, I think the experience of Aaron Rodgers will get it done. Yeah. Um, then they're home to the Titans, or I have them winning because I got them splitting the series with the Titans. Um, then they have back-to-back road games at the Texans and at the Raiders. I got them taking the L in both of them. I haven't beaten the Raiders. Las Vegas, Carr. You know, I, I again, a quarterback I do not like is Carr. I think <laughs> he's proven time and time again that you can't count on him to win the games. Hey, don't talk bad about him. He'll cry his guy liner off. I mean, that's true. The only person he's better was his better than was his brother, and his brother was horrible. <laughs> if it had been if it had been at Indianapolis, I, I would have given him the win. But since it's in Las Vegas, I, I gave it to the Raiders. Coach win. I will never choose the Raiders to beat anyone. I don't care. You guys know this. And I'm going to make it known in your cast as well. Anything to do with the Raiders, I don't want anything to do with the organization. I don't want anything to do with the Raiders, man. And that's coming from a Broncos fan. Right. They're the bottom. Big, big time Broncos. I'm, I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan. But I don't have anything to be bitter about. Oh, I have a lot to be bitter about. Once in your life. <laughs> I don't like so, the Raiders. At least right now I can ride that high horse, all right? <laughs> <laughs> You pay a quarterback $500 million. <laughs> oh, must be nice. Yeah. Um, so then after after those two games, they are home to the Texans, where I got them taking the W. They're at the Steelers, where I got them taking an L. And then they're home to the Jaguars, where I got them taking the W. See, I got them uh, losing two out of the last three games. I got them beating Jacksonville. They're going to lose to the Steelers, no way. And then I just – I got the Texans over the Colts. I can see that as well. Deshaun Jackson. And I know you guys don't like J.J. Watt, but could you imagine J.J. Watt hitting Rivers at his age? He could turn into dust. I mean, it's a very good possibility. Hey, be gentle on him. He's got 
27 kids to support. Man, 32 last time I counted. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, got, I got Colts going nine and seven. I got them going seven and nine. Um, still pretty impressive. They're still second in the division with that record. Right. Um, coming in third in the division, I have Houston. I don't have a lot of faith in them without D Hop because what what are, who are they going to on offense? DJ. You know you you can't you can't put it all on the shoulders of your quarterback. Patriots did it for over a decade. No, they had decent pieces. The and the greatest team, coach of all time. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I refuse to give any credit to the Patriots. <laughs> um, but I mean, honestly, who does Houston have? Same people that got them to the playoffs last year. No, last well, year they had DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, they had Hopkins, but. I mean, that's that's huge. Like, uh, and when you look at their schedule, I mean, first three game, first four games are gonna be tough for them. Yeah, the first four games I have them losing, but they're easily losing. from then on out. Though, I mean, they're not seeing much talent. Um, so the first four games. Let's before we skip over that, they're at the Chiefs, home to the Ravens, at the Steelers, home to the Vikings. All four losses. What an ugly start. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I have them picking up their first win in Week Five, where they're home to Jacksonville. Like, like I said, I, I have zero faith in that Jacksonville team. I, I think I have them going two and fourteen. And you have them almost as bad as the Washington football team. Yeah, yeah. Um, the NFL just hates Houston apparently because <laughs> this schedule at the beginning is terrible. Right, and it's not like it's super easy after that. Uh, no. After that, they're at the Titans, home to the Packers, uh, at the Jags, and at the Browns. I have them losing all four of those. Ooh. Well, I got them. I got them winning two. I got them winning the Jags and the Titans, but lost to the Packers and the Jags. Um, I gave Jacksonville the win because division games are always tough, and mm-hmm. it's in Jacksonville, so. I, I kind of threw him a bone. Yeah, I got I got Houston split in the Jacksonville games. Um, it just with the I think the loss of DeAndre Hopkins is too much, and I don't think Bill O'Brien knows what the hell he's doing. I really don't. I mean, why are you going to trade? Why are you going to trade the second or third best wide receiver in the league for a broken running back and some picks? Well, it depends on who you get with the picks. No. I just never liked that. I never liked that, man. Just the whole GM and coach being the same person. That's that's a lot to carry on for one person. And for him to trade D-Hop, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you a lot, Scott. That's 120 catches that your, you know, your top quarterback depends on. You got him – you just last season – went out and got a left tackle for your top quarterback, why would you take away his top receiver? Um, right. That how bothers many, me. How many first-round picks are you going to trade away? Like, and My, my yeah. thing is, is it's not like Hopkins just had one blow, blowout season. No. He's been consistent. <laughs> he stepped into the NFL. Yeah. Consistent top two, top three wide receiver. I mean, it's not terrible quarterbacks. Right. 
it was that trade shocked me. Is it was like the McCoy trade when I found out they traded Shady McCoy. It's just like, what are you doing? Because at that time, McCoy was on top of his game. You know, right? It's just like, like I put that trade up there with that, like just insane. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just baffled at what what they're doing down there, trading away their number one picks, trading away their best players. I, and I mean, let's face it, they're. They're going to lose J.J. Watt after this season. More than likely, yeah. They can't afford him. Yeah. So. And, and they're going to have to pay the quarterback position. He's coming due. Yeah, that's exactly why they're not going to be able to afford J.J. Watt. I mean, is he even going to want to be there? Who? Their quarterback. Oh. It's going to depend on the season. If you go two years in a row back-to-back to, back to the playoffs, you're going to stay. I mean, with, with what job? You guys come to Denver. We have some young receivers in Denver. Deshaun, <laughs> after this season, come on to Mile High. Look, look, look at him reaching out and pandering for Deshaun Watson. Come on, man. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he's enough to help you, Broncos. Oh, man, he would be. He would be phenomenal for us. Y'all, <laughs> you guys would be in trouble. Um, anyway, back, back, to, back to where we were at. Um, so after they're at the Browns, they come home to face the Patriots, where I have them winning. I think the Patriots have lost too much on defense. They, I, I don't know how much faith I have in the health of Cam Newton at this point. So I, I have Houston winning this game. Just like we said last week, you cannot count on Belichick. He always has his team ready to go. Oh, and I have no doubt about that. I just – Plus, how much film time does Belichick have on the Texans now, you know? That's true. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Like, like we went over last week, I just don't have much faith in, the, in that Patriots team. And that's Bill O'Brien against Bill Belichick. Uh, <laughs> I, I take Bill Belichick's team every time, you know. Uh, nothing against Bill O'Brien, but uh, – the Patriots are always going to come to play, so I agree with you guys. They're not going to just lay down. They've lost weapons, but it's always next man up in football, so the pass, the pass will be ready. Yeah, and it'll absolutely be a good game. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Exciting. If it was in Foxborough, I would definitely have given it to the Patriots. But and, like, I think this is going to be a blow-up year for White. For the Patriots. Ooh. I think he's going to have a good season. He started to show that he could do it next year. I think this year they're going to give him. They're going to give him even more carries. Um, well, I, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be bottom of the barrel, but I don't see him. You know, at the top either. Nah. kind of. I got him in the there. barrel about you know like in fifteen, seventeen area zone. So. And if, if Cam comes out and Cam is the Cam that we know and not the, you know, Cam of last year who couldn't play because of a toe, I, that could be scary. Bill Belichick will be able to play that perfectly fine. I'm calling it MVP Cam, guys, oh, for the oh, Texans. Wow. And I'm seeing a resurgence for a DJ in the Texans. I don't know what kind of resurgence, but I feel like he's going to have a productive season. But I am calling it MVP Cam this season, guys. I, like – me and Cam fire right now because I am coming for everybody's throat in fantasy football this year. <laughs> and Cam has been saying the same things I've been saying. So maybe we'll fizzle out. Who knows? But I'm I'm rooting for him. MVP Cam this season with Belichick. We're going to see how it plays out. So I, I'll put a bookmark in this right here, and we'll come back to it at the end of the year. Yeah. 
just let's do it. See how how right you are. I'm pretty sure we can just come back at week eight and find out how right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're I'm for it, man. Uh, I'm calling it. So so after that Patriots game, they go to Detroit. Where have them taken the L? Mm-hmm. Um, Alan, you're shaking your head over there. It's in Detroit. It's Stafford. I mean, I. I, the Lions at home are going to win. I mean. I think every team has that one game that they should lose that they end up winning. And I think this is the one for Houston. Uh, and I'll give you that. I mean, we've had we've had those picks every week so far. Is that, well, they're going to lose this one because this is the one game that they they were supposed to win. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I'm taking Texans in that game. Uh, I feel that H-Town can go in there into Detroit, Michigan. Shout out to all the Detroit Lions fans. But you guys want to see an upset that week. I think the Texans, that's when they start pushing for the playoffs. So that game's going to matter. But Matthew Stafford, I also have him bouncing back highly this season. So it could be a shootout again. So we'll see whose defense shows up. Uh, the next two games are home to the Colts and at the Bears. I got them winning both of those. I have a losing to the Bears. So you, you you have a lot more faith in the Bears than I do. I do, <laughs> especially since Trevathan's back. I think that's just – I mean, that makes that middle solid. Um, I think Trubisky, I think he's going to have – I don't think he's going to have an outstanding year, but I think this is going to be his best year so far. Um, well, that's not saying a lot. His best years not that good. It's North Carolina. His best year since North Carolina. That's I'm pretty what sure he's doing. done. Hasn't he hit one more games than Baker Mayfield? Uh, but he's also had one of the greatest defenses with Khalil Mack. Well, not one of the greatest, but, you know, Browns. I, this is going to be a true season for both quarterbacks. I, I'm excited. I'm willing to bet you 20 push-ups that Baker Mayfield outplays Trubisky this season. 200 push-ups. How Take many it. push-ups? 20. 20? 20. Man, that's a lot of push-ups. Put <laughs> <laughs> your faith in Mitchell Trubisky. I got, I got zero faith in Trubisky. At that yeah, point, I, mean, I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think they're going to go to Foles. They're going to have to, man. But honestly, I mean, Foles has played good in the NFL. Under the right system, I mean – he, I mean, I don't know. I Foles is he's weird. He's he's had good years. He's had really bad years. It's just which Foles is showing up. Like before he went back to Philadelphia and and, and went on that playoff run with him, the year before that he was considering retiring. I, I mm-hmm. and I don't put much faith in that in that uh, playoff run. I mean, you know, Wentz was doing everything up to that point, and then teams had to you know do a quick adjust on a completely different type of quarterback. Um, so, um, anyway, they close out the season with two home games, the Bengals and the Titans, uh, which I have them splitting. I have winning, the, winning against the Bengals, losing against the Titans. I got the exact same there. So, I, I got them finishing out at 5-11. and 11. You know, and a lot of things to do in the NFL has to do with quarterbacks. And uh, Bengals, I mean coaches, and the Bengals coach, he couldn't win at Nebraska and he – can't win in Cincinnati. Hmm. Um, right. Go ahead, Corey. 
I could see Texans pulling that game out against the Bengals. I feel like uh, the Bengals are still a young team. Uh, the Texans will show up because they'll be heading into the playoffs at that point. So every game matters at that point. And age shows, you know, the Bengals are still very young. Um, even if, if they keep A.J. Green to that point, I don't feel like A.J. Green is going to be enough to overrun the Texans by himself. J.J. Watt is still there. He's going to swat some passes down. And then uh, they turn around and play, yeah, that Titans team next. And that is going to be a tough game to call because, as Scott said earlier in the cast, divisional games are always slobber knockers. So in a divisional game at the end of the season to determine probably who's going to the playoffs, whoo, that could be exciting. That's exciting football right there. So. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be a good game too. Oh, yeah, I agree. So that leads us into Jacksonville. Uh, I have I have them going two and fourteen. I gave them four wins. Um, we'll we'll run down their schedule real quick, and I'll tell you where I got them taking their wins at. But uh, they are home to the Colts, at the Titans, home to the Dolphins, at the Bengals. That's one of their W's. At the Texans, uh, home to the Lions, at the Chargers. Home to the Texans, that's their other W. At the Packers, home to the Steelers and Browns. At the Vikings, home to the Titans. At the Ravens, home to the Bears. At the Colts. See, and at that point, I have them beating the Browns just because, like I said last year, I got to go off of how they did last year coming into this season. Um, without a preseason, I don't know, so I still have to go with they're the Browns that just didn't show up. That's why I got Jacksonville beating the Browns. And then the Titans. Uh, it's a home game. That's the one game that, you know, the Titans should win, but I think they just they're not they they just don't come up short on it. But I have them going four and twelve. They're still last in the division. Yeah. Uh, how are how are you on the the Jags there, Corey? Yeah, the Jags are so icky this year. Um Obviously, they don't have that defense like they did last year. They just lost Calais Campbell to the Baltimore Ravens, which is a huge pickup for them, um, but a huge loss for the Jags on that uh, defensive line. I want to say they signed uh, Nguagwe back, uh, Yannick Nguagwe, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, I just I, – I agree. I don't see them winning many games. In this first four-game stretch, it's going to be super tough. Uh, that one game that I could see them winning, I agree, is the Bengals game. Because I feel like the Dolphins could show up. Tua's going to be the starter, I feel. And um, he's going to be rolling. So, that could be a problem for them. Yeah. That, so, like I said, I, I, I don't have any faith in the, the jorts wearing Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> 14 is it for me. Um, you know what bothers me? Uh, sorry, can, I I just had a question for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Does this not bother you guys that Gardner Minshew, just because his stats were comparable to Kyler Murray, that people think that Gardner Minshew is as good as Kyler Murray? <laughs> Off of that alone? Yeah, Do no, you guys not agree a with that? Not a chance. <laughs> yeah, like. If I had a choice, if I had to choose a quarterback between Murray and Minshew, there's not even no hesitation, right, whatsoever. And I think Murray's gonna have a 
a solid year this year. Oh, so do I. I mean, uh, like like we talked about when we went over the the NFC West. I think that's God. the toughest division in football. I'd hate to be in that. I mean, I can absolutely see them sending three teams to the playoffs. I, I could but, too, especially with the NFC South being so weak and the AFC South. I, I think they're a weak division too. With two weak divisions, you can definitely send a third team in. You know, well, I guess you know AFC doesn't really matter, but the NFC South is garbage. I mean, I I think I don't think it's garbage. Like like we talked about when we went over it, the Bucks and the Saints are both solid teams, tough tough teams. NFC South. Yeah. No, I'm not thinking of NFC South. The NFC North is trash. Yeah, NFC North with Dallas, Philadelphia. Oh, no, that's East. East. They're, they're garbage. I, get, get your direction straight, I, Alan. I know. <laughs> my direction is horrible. But, no, the, the NFC division, that, they, they are pathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the deadline for player opt-outs was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, there was – a lot of guys upset that the, that the NFL pushed the deadline up, but there, there's quite a bit of guys who opted out. Um, I kind of made a little bit of a list uh, of who we got opting out. 20 players, right? Oh, there's more than that. Is, is there 20 or 60? It just came across. Um, we got Geronimo Allison out of Detroit, Sam Beal, the cornerback out of the Giants, which that's going to hurt when they were already hurting for depth, the cornerback. Um, he was he was looking to probably be their third stringer, but you know, um, Andrew Billings, a D tackle from Cleveland, and then there's the Pats. The Pats lost a lot. Um, they lost the first two with Hightower and uh, the safety Patrick Chung. Yeah, yeah. You your top two tackler is not going to play. Yeah, Marcus Cannon, their offensive tackle is out. Brandon Bolden, their running back, is out. That's not a huge loss because they didn't really use him a lot anyway. But, yeah, the, the, the two big ones, um, definitely Patrick Chung and – and uh, yeah, that's going to hurt your Cam Newton chances a little bit there. I, I don't think so. I mean, Patrick Chung plays on – he's a special teams ace, but there there's always another special teams ace out there somewhere. You know, and Bill Belichick's one of those guys. He'll find somebody. So, uh, Eddie Goldman, deten- defensive tackle out of Chicago, is out. That's kind of a big one for him. That is. Um, out in Philly, Marquise Goodwin's out. Yeah. They they needed the depth of wide receiver there. <laughs> Just traded for him, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, down in Miami, Alan Hearns opted out. Uh, out in Denver, Corey, you should know, Juwan James opted out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Drew Locke there, they needed the depth on the offensive line. Um, oh, yeah. So there was that. Um, yeah, see some other big ones. CJ Mosley opted out in, in the out in New York. Um, Nate Solder opted out for the Giants. You know, you're high on, on Daniel Jones. They're losing pieces on the offensive line. And still got Barkley. Who's gonna block for him if you're losing <laughs> offensive line? I don't think and their right. schedule is brutal. I don't know if you guys have gotten to that division yet. Yeah, yeah, we did. Giant schedule is brutal, man. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah. But they have a padded schedule playing people from the, you know, NFC East. You know, Miami lost two wide receivers because Albert Wilson's opting out as well. Um, so, you know, that that's going to hurt a little bit for, for Tua down there. But, 
we'll see hopefully he progress as well. Yeah, and, and two is one of those quarterbacks that usually does good their first year in the NFL. I mean, you know, he's got that ability to pull the ball down and run it. And those quarterbacks usually do really good until the teams figure out whether or not they're hesitant to run that ball or not. You know, I, I think that's going to depend on how much confidence he has in that hip. You know, let him take a couple of good shots and see how, how you know, how quick he is to pull it down and run them. Oh, yeah. And, and like I always say, it's, it's completely different. I mean, it, it's those running quarterbacks, they, do, they usually do good their first year, but you're not looking at any linebacker that runs slower than a 4-6 in the NFL. Right. So, I mean, your speed in the NFL, is, it gets negated. So, yeah, um, but a lot of those quarterbacks, I mean, they have that orange talent. Kyler Murray, um, Tua has that orange talent. He played in Alabama. We've seen him come in and win that national championship game off some beautiful throws. So it's it's always going to be there. It's just that chance that he can make the throws on the run. And um, so I'm excited to see what Tua uh, comes out and does. I feel like he's going to produce uh, for years to come in Miami, man. Miami Tua, so here we go. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Miami loves him. You know, he, he has a beautiful arm. He, he's going to make the throw. Um, but like I said, it depends on how confident he is in that hip, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that plays out. You know, there's a lot of guys that are setting out. Um, you know, Kansas City lost the, their, their offensive tackle. He, he went to go play doctor. Well, he is a doctor in Canada. So, I mean, right. he, he made the right decision. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. he made the wrong decision. But, you know, that he was a stud lineman, so that's a hole they have to fill. Right. Um, but they went out and signed um, – I'm sorry, I can't remember who they signed. But they it was a big offensive lineman that recently retired, and uh, he came out of retirement and signed a one-year deal with them just to play with them. I can't remember the name. If you give me a second or if you guys have time. Um, so, other than that, you know, we got basketball going on. Um, unfortunately, my Lakers just lost to the Pacers. But we've already got number one seed clinched. So. And everyone knew they were going to lose that game. Uh, wait, no, the Rockets game was because uh, LeBron is now sitting out. And, I mean, I mean we, we've already got number one clinched. I think now we are testing different lineups to see who we can count on down the stretch. Um, I mean – Corey, how, how, what are your thoughts on, on what we've been seeing so far in the NBA bubble? Uh, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing in basketball, to be honest with you. I'm definitely loving what happened last night. Shout out to my young dogs, the Boston Celtics, handling the Raptors and handing them all types of spankings last night. We, uh, we, we showed our championship caliber uh, pedigree, our team's – our team's going places, and I'm excited about that. So I'm actually glad you guys got to ask about the NBA. It's, it's looking fun. I miss the fans. I was hoping to be able to go to a game, but that's not looking like it's going to happen for a few years. So, but I'm overall, uh, I'm loving it. So, uh, you know, speaking of the Celtics, you know, Jason Tatum, the first game, just you know, shit the bed. But since then, he's been playing really, really well. Um, my man from Duke. He got a haircut. <laughs> my, my man you see from that? Duke. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, Duke. 
Yeah, the first game, I guess he didn't have a haircut, and uh, he went out and got his haircut, and uh, he's been balling out since. So I'm gonna have to send him. Uh, what is it on 2K BC? I'm gonna have to send him some BC to get his haircut more often, man. <laughs> <laughs> to keep him balling. So. Right. Um, no, there, there's definitely been some really, really good games. Uh, I think I still think it's gonna be Lakers Bucks, uh, but. All I, know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see the Celtics knock off the Bucks. The one thing I am most surprised about is watching those basketball games with no fans. It is mm-hmm. just it, – it's so weird not to have the fans in the stadium for the, for the basketball games. They got virtual fans. Yeah, that's <laughs> People's faces, boogers. And- like, <laughs> like, the, the other day, Lil Wayne was in the fans of, fan section of the Lakers. Yeah, it, it was the Lakers game that that got me thinking about it. Though, like you see these these dunks that would normally just erupt everywhere, and it's silent. Yeah. <laughs> so Have you guys it, watched any wrestling without the fans? <laughs> yeah, I tried. Um, it's it's so different. Like it's not even interesting. The, no, the, the UFC is the same way though without the fans. Like it's just so weird not to have the reaction to stuff. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Scott, really quick. I found a name for the offensive lineman that you grabbed. Uh, Chelsea Osimile came out of retirement to play for these guys after uh, their uh, offensive lineman opted out for the season. That's a huge pickup for them, man. I was like, you serious? Oh, yeah. The risk got richer, so it worked out. Um, over in college football, the MAC has opted out of their football season. They're not going to have any football at all. Mm-hmm. What what kind of an impact do you think that's going to have on on the Power Five, if at all? I mean, do you think they're going to, you know, if things can continue to on the path that they're on, or even get worse, are they going to say, hey, you know, we're not playing either? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, Big Ten's released their schedules already. SEC teams are starting to release their schedules. My only problem with college football this year is if you're not in a big division, you have no chance of going anywhere. I mean, you have SEC playing all division games. So, what's to keep, you know, three teams of the SEC out of the playoffs? Right. I, I don't I don't like that at all because a weaker conference that has good games, you know, like take, for instance, USC. If they win out, that's still not going to guarantee them anything. Right. Because of strength of schedule. Right. You know, SEC's got that, Big Ten second in that. Right. We needed that Alabama game. We needed that Notre Dame game, you know. Yeah. I'm so pissed that USC and Notre Dame don't get to play. Yeah. Like, they need to find a way to make that happen. Well, as as of now, it's conference only. I know. It's horrible. But But there's, there's, you know, players out in the Pac-12 that are not wanting to play at all for health and safety reasons. And yeah, so we might not even have Pac-12 football. Uh, I don't think the Pac-12 is. I don't think they they're in a financial position to do that. Like I just read yesterday, Nebraska is projecting to lose over a hundred million dollars due to sports. Yeah, you know, like yeah, Nebraska Nebraska can handle that because we have our alumni who buys all the tickets anyways. Mm-hmm. I just matter of fact, now that we're since we're speaking about it, I just had a thing come across. It says uh, two Power Five athletic directors tell CBS Sports 
the cancellation of college football season is inevitable. I think oh. it is. I, I don't I if I think football is going to start on time for college football, which is September 5th, I believe, is the first game. I think that will kick off. But I don't think it's going to last. I mean, we already have schools around here talking about shutting down. Yeah. And what, what do you think it's going to do to the morale of the country? I mean, well, I mean, we, we are a country that thrives on sports. I. The morale, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's going to change much. You know, uh, I have a feeling that we will have an XFL season this year. The Rock just bought it. That was a pimp move. Okay. <laughs> he just bought an entire sports franchise for the $15 million. Like, that is pocket change for an entire for an entire organization, right. an entire league. So, I mean, I, I think we'll have that going on. Uh and who knows? Maybe golf will become a lot bigger in America. I mean, look, look, look how much. I was watching Tiger Woods yesterday. I'm sorry, he's not doing well. <laughs> no, he's not. But it was something. <laughs> something to watch at the moment. But um, back back to continuing on what I was talking about with the XFL. Look at how much money Vince McMahon put into that, and how much he paid out to only sell it for $15 million. That's, that hurts his pocketbook. Great move on The Rock, though. Yeah. It uh, is, if he can make something happen. You know, we, we have to see. The XFL has tried, what, this is the third time, second or third time they've tried to make. This will be the third time they, that they released, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if The Rock, <laughs> the third time's a charm, so he'll have to make this happen. If The Rock wants to make it a good investment. So. Well, and the good thing is, you know, The Rock does have a football background. Mm-hmm. You know, he I agree. played football before, so he knows what it's like. He, he played for the Hurricanes. Granted, Ugh. Nebraska destroyed him. But, I mean, he was a good football player. So I think he's got that mindset a little bit better than Vince McMahon, whose first year was saying that they were gonna doing, they're going to be doing power bombs and stuff during games. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, so we got we got NFL blitz finally. This right, right. Oh awesome. good point. <laughs> um fun. We we do have baseball to watch. Um my Dodgers have been killing it. So that makes me happy. I've had one year where I could be proud of being a baseball fan and now I'm right back in the same seat before that one year. What are you, a Colorado Rockies fan? I'm a Mets fan, just as bad. Oh, Mets. Oh, oh bro. My condolences. It wasn't, it wasn't my choice. Like, the very first <laughs> baseball game I ever went to, I was living in Binghamton, New York, and they had the Binghamton Mets, which was the minor leagues team. And it was one of the funnest games I've ever went to. I was drunk by the sixth inning, and then I stopped selling alcohol. But, <laughs> but it, was, it was awesome. I, like, you know, I started going to baseball games. I got into – when I went to baseball games, Alex Wright was still playing in Binghamton, so I got to watch him play. So it was mm. it was a pretty big thing for me, you know. And now I'm stuck with the Mets. You're never stuck there. <laughs> we will accept you at the Dodgers clubhouse. I have self-respect. You could be a Carson. Nothing from LA though. You're you're a no, Mets fan no. and a Husker fan, so. This I that told you last fan. week. The Husker fan comment has got to be a lot quieter. All right? Like, we cannot be I, – I don't want that out there everywhere. 
Where where are you at on the baseball front, Corey? I'm a I'm a Cardinals fan. Um, I don't watch as much baseball as I would like, but uh, I do support the Cardinals. My granny made sure to raise me a Cardinals fan. She let me decide my faith everywhere else, but she made sure to uh, put me in that Cardinals red. So, yeah, uh, they've been up and on. Uh, I know they've had the COVID nineteen issue, so uh, nothing like players on that. Nothing like there in Miami, though. No, no. Yeah. Would they have 22 yeah. players pop? Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> so, but, no, anyway, um, I think that's about all we have for this week. I want to thank Corey for coming on. Um, Corey, you want to talk about what TAB's got going on before we, we get out of here? Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. This is fun. This is a blast. We got to talk about that crazy division. <laughs> but, yeah, the Angry Vets, man, shout out to everyone in the Angry Vets. Scott is one of our main contributors. He's one of our main people, Tav Heads, uh, with the Angry Vets. But, uh, yeah, what we are doing is giving voice, uh, giving vets a voice. And that's really big for everyone that served in the military. Um, we, we're only a little verse, a uh, little voice. We are hardly ever heard. So I feel that it is now, now is the best time, you know, when everybody's stuck in the house to start getting some of our voices heard, getting some people up and running on podcasts or broadcasting whenever we have video game tournaments. But uh, we just want to be able to help reach out to other vets and bring them on the crew and help them start up podcasts. Just like uh, check out Scott's stuff, man. Scott is doing a wonderful job with his podcast. So you shout out to him and all his success and everyone he brings on with him. So if there are any vets, the show syndicated. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? They got the show syndicated. Shout out to Redline Radio. Hey, shout out to Redline. So awesome. Yeah, as a matter of fact, tomorrow's our first air, right? Yep, yep. Uh, start, starting tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, awesome. you know, give give them a give them a check it out and um, get for sure give us a listen. Awesome, man. That's a huge blessing. Congrats, you guys. Yeah, and awesome. It's great what you guys ha have going on with this. I mean, people might think, you know, it might, you know, the angry vets thing might just be a small thing, but being able to talk and get your get those thoughts outside of your head, I think is a big thing, especially for a lot of our vets. You know, um, they don't once they get out, they don't really have people that they can talk to in their normal day to day life that understands exactly what you guys went through. Right. You know, it's one thing like. I've never served in the military. I can sit here and, you know, try to imagine how crappy it would be to be over there away from your family, completely different culture, See, you know, going through what you guys are going through and then coming back here and not many people understanding exactly what it is. You know, mm -hmm. it, the military is way different than the movies. Like, exactly. You know, <laughs> way different. <laughs> It's not like going over there and then you just come back and you just go on with your day-to-day -day life. I mean, right. so, you know, a platform for you guys going and giving them a chance to speak out and, you know, not live inside their head, but live outside with people that know what it's like, I think is, is just awesome. I appreciate it, man. You, you hit the nail on the head. You almost made me tear up thinking. <laughs> that was beautiful. But, yeah, that's, well, that's the point, man. We want to reach out to these guys. Um, I feel that everyone should have a buddy, man. And even if, even if you start a podcast, you know, and it's not about the success; it is about being able to be heard and just getting your voice out there. It feels really good. It's therapeutic. So, 
right? And, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've done a horrible job at, you know, repaying our vets for what they gave us. I mean, yeah. it, it's just sad to see what you guys come back to. So I'm, I'm glad there's something out there getting voices heard. And just a little bit of time outside of that, of your head, you know, like tonight was an hour where, you know, it was just fun. And that's what we mm -hmm. need. Absolutely. Um, but I, I definitely want to thank you for coming on with us, Corey. Um, Appreciate it. Man. You know, um, check us out on Redline Radio. This has been uh, Lazy Boy Coaches. I'm Scott. I'm Alan. And we will definitely talk to you guys next week.